Welcome to Everything Life Coaching with John Kim and Noel Cardo, founders of Journey Coaching. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J R N I.co. As we move on to the new year and we let go of the old, I think it's really important to reflect. And so this episode is going to give you some structure and questions to ask yourself uh, as we start to to reflect and um, think about some of the revelations we had for this year. Noel, Noel's going to help me with this. Hello. How are you? I think we're both kind of exhausted and face planting into the new decade. Yes, and I love that you said that. So it gives us some slack and leeway for this episode. <laughs> um, I also love that we always, you know, we always start with our truth, and that is our truth. And I think many can relate to that too. Yeah. Oh, and and it's also, I you know, I think the holiday season, the new year, the new decade comes with so much expectation. Yeah, especially you know this whole twenty twenty. It has yeah. such. It, it just feels very um, heavy. It feels very like, um, like, like some kind of like bookmark or some kind of um, note that you got to hit because it's twenty twenty. It's also really. It's been really significant for me to think about the decade in context and to really actualize where I was ten whole years ago and what a different species I am how life is so very different and then to actualize that i have the opportunity for another 10 years ahead of me to do the same yeah do you um what 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 were what were your reflections of 2019 what was it good was it crazy was it just kind of broad strokes looking back it was um it was a year it was probably well it was a year um of uncertainty Coming into 2019, I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea what life was going to be like because there were a lot of really big changes that took place right at the start of it. And um, what ended up happening was, you know, this really beautiful um, wave of stability that that showed up um, that all of the hard work that I've put into different sectors of my life, my fitness journey, my financial journey, my business journey, my relational journey. And I've worked so hard on this stuff for years and years and years and everything really started to come together. And I, yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. And I started to experience this just kind of sense of peace and then combined with the reflection of the decade, I was like, wow, like it really is possible to work hard and have things start to blossom. Mm. Now, what do you want um, for 2020? Now, now that there is some, you know, sense of security and there's blossoming and seeds planted are, are, are hopefully bearing fruit now. So what's, what's, uh, what's your wish for 2020? So you're going to be very happy with this. Um, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to focus on myself. Mm. I love it. Uh, what a great yeah. reminder. Yeah. Yeah. So my tendency um, is to, you know, work my way out of whatever is in front of me. And I will sacrifice myself at the, often the expense of myself um, 
to get whatever done that needs to be done. And, and I'm done. <laughs> I'm done doing that. So um, more self-care, uh, more listening to your needs, more sending people to voicemail, <laughs> more, you know, uh, you don't have to check emails when they come in, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And more honest boundaries, I think. Honest boundaries of, you know, I'm, I'm, I, my problem pot is full. I'm too tired. No, I cannot do that. No, I will not do that. <laughs> things, things like that. Noelle and I have a running joke of uh, things that we accidentally say that can make great t-shirts and my problem pot is full. Just um, made the list. <laughs> oh yeah. Our t-shirt line coming soon. <laughs> So let's um, give the listeners some structure on things to think about as you reflect back over the past year. Oh, and I have a wonderful pun. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> yes, one hundred and ten percent. So it's a great setup because yes. you know what we teach in the intensive at Journey Coaching is one of the techniques is appreciative inquiry. And appreciative inquiry is not only a coaching framework, but it's also a philosophy um, of looking to the past for what has worked, for what has been life-giving, for what has been affirming, and to give yourself notice around that which you'd like to pull forward into the future. Yeah, I think this is really important because many people, um, they're running from the past, they don't want to open the black box, right? They don't want to uh, uh, review and reflect. Instead, they just kind of like want to rip out that chapter. And I think when you do that, there's no learning, you know? There's only uh, uh, fear and panic as you move forward. Yeah, because, and, and, I, and I do think that's a tendency with almost everything that we do that's contributed to by negativity bias. Our brains are just naturally attuned to look at that which is negative. So in a very real way, what coaching and positive psychology does is trains your brain. It's optimism training, whether you're looking at the past, the present, or the future, to say there is also good, there was also positive, there is strength that lives. Yes. I mean, so what she's saying is using uh, this technique uh, uh, and, of course, the new year uh, as a reason to go back and, 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 and start to train your brain to, to see um, what worked, to see uh, what was you know, successful, how you felt about things, all of that. Yeah. So um, I've been self-disclosing. How about you? Looking at the year past, what worked and what didn't? In all um, of your areas, yeah, I I, uh, I I feel like there a lot didn't happen this year. But then, um, you know, Amanda reminded me that uh, uh, so much did happen, and so I, like you, felt um, a lot of uncertainty, uh, uh, turbulence, a lot of you know um, um, inner stuff going on in 2019 as far as uh, career relationships uh you know friendships uh, also my fitness journey all of that and then toward the end um i i felt very parallel to you in that i uh had a sense of um accomplishment a sense of uh, security um you know re reminders that uh that my book is doing well, and then you know, getting getting an opportunity to write another book uh, that that'll keep me busy, and all the stuff and the the growth of journey. Um, 
so yeah, I feel like I feel like the uh, the plane has landed and it's not uh, going through turbulence as we as I move into 2020. But of course, now I have a baby coming, so that that's a whole nother. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. your life yeah. is about to be totally disrupted. So yeah. um, I, I want to model a coaching skill for everybody. It's called asking permission. So I heard a lot of really rich stuff in there. And mm -hmm. as a coach and, and being naturally curious and being a good friend of John's, I want to go deeper, but mm -hmm. I need to ask permission first. So John, do I have permission to probe a little bit deeper? Yes, you do. Wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Because as you were talking, I was hearing really, really broad strokes and knowing the amount of upheaval that's going to take place when you have a cute squishy little baby in your life it's it's a wonderful opportunity to look really specifically at the areas of your life that are giving you foundational wealth right now that you know that are in place because you've worked hard on them and you can rely on them so how about your home environment let's start there tell me about um, it. what works yeah, so what's I'm, good I, i'm gonna move because uh um, I need an extra room. And uh, one of the things is I'm moving back to Glendale, which I told myself I would never do because I was raised there. Uh, and also it's on my mom's street. So I'm not only moving back to Glendale, but I'm moving on the same street my mom lives on, uh, and which, you know, part of me has a lot of resistance and it makes me feel like I'm regressing. But then, of course, another part of me is very appreciative because, um, you know, who gets uh, who gets the help of their mom at any time? Um, when they're having a child so everyone is saying that you're going to save so much money just by your mom living across the street so i'm trying oh, to see, yeah. see that as positive it's incredibly positive and, and and you know looking like really specifically internally into your home just when we've done stuff together on video i've noticed a lot more color and a lot more plants mm, yeah i used to um home was always a transition so i never put any effort into making it a nest and i remember uh just about two years ago starting that journey and and that's why you see more color and plants and and it to feel more like a home what has that done for you spiritually and psychologically oh man that that that's i love that you brought that up because it it's it's proof that something so simple um the mindset of of turning your home into a nest and and whether it's plants or you know however you want to do it it, it gives you a safe tree. It makes you uh, create a space to reset. So before, um, just living in coffee shops, my home was a hotel. And mm -hmm. it, made, it made me feel like I didn't have a, 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 a safe place in the world. Um, and I did that because to me, um, home didn't exist until you bought property. And so because I haven't bought property, uh, I just neglected my home or never put effort into it. But now, the new mindset is to do everything to make your home your nest, and that's going to be your safe tree where you can reboot and, and you know feel secure and safe in the world. Um, and, and so that that mindset alone has just really changed changed my my daily state. That's awesome. That's awesome. So guys, listening, this is appreciative inquiry at work. When I drilled down and asked John what nesting has done for him spiritually and psychologically, you could hear his voice pick up. That was quickness there. So when John started speaking more rapidly, that was evidence that what he was talking about was a new threshold of existence. Congratulations, John, for your new Thank threshold you. of existence. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And and this is and this is how this works. You know, I um, went on a really similar journey to you with my home environment. We mm. finally got 
um, our beautiful home to a place where we want it, where all of the rooms are filled with furniture, they're functional, and it makes such a difference to be living in a place versus visiting it. Yes. Yeah, so I spent um, most of my life visiting my uh, places instead of actually living in them. Mm hmm. Me too. And even when I did own my own house, um, there were so many people in and out of it. And there were there were rooms that I just kind of said, Oh, let's close that door, you know, and mm -hmm. so really taking responsibility for my home environment has in so many different ways connected me to my core self. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we're just talking about our, our home environment. I love that. Uh, I love that you said uh, connected you to your core self. Um, other environments to, to look at are uh, fitness, financial, mm -hmm. career, you know, friendships, um, spirituality. And I think as we start to look at all these other areas of our life, um, going back to uh, what you just said, you know, connecting back to your core self and what that looks like. So with me with the home, it was just, you know, making it a nest, putting plants, like decorating it, making it feel cozy, buying a couch, stuff like that. Um, but if we do a version of that with all other areas of our life, then uh, we're, we're actually changing our life. Yes. And, and having those check-ins. And I think I, I, the connection to the self here is for me, the most important point. It's something that's been coming up a lot, uh, with our students in the intensive and with clients is, is I've, I have been getting a sense and I've experienced it myself that way too many people are fundamentally disconnected from what they even like. Mm. Because why do you think that is? Because they don't know them? They don't ask themselves that question? Well, I think it goes back to the roots of the Industrial Revolution with the commodification of society and um, the use of designer goods to signal a certain level of status to others. Mm. So I'll give you guys the cliff notes. I talk about this a lot. So um, we used to live in communities where physical features were recognizable. So it was a more character-based society. And then post-industrial revolution, when people migrated huge distances into cities without their communities, um, folks didn't have a way to signal to each other who they were. And so designer goods became the way to do that, to say to someone, if I can afford this watch, that is a signal to you walking down the street that we are in the same socioeconomic status or not. Um, so, so it was a way, a way to, it was a way to, um, it was kind of like your ticket into the, the quad. It was a way to feel accepted and valuable Ye and successful. Yes. And yeah. so, you know, looking out, you know, into society, um, especially given the, the fragmentation and curation of social media and our lives and the breakdown of like everyday community relationships, people have an idea of what they might like to present to signal to others. This is quote unquote who I am. But, you know, really the concept of having an individual brand is exhausting because you're just like, yes, and knowing everything without actually taking time to understand the experience of living in contentment and enjoying and savoring. So what do you think should be the focus today? Um, you know, if that's kind of uh, where we've come from and now, of course, with the Internet and the Internet giving people freedom um, and also uh, allowing people to connect to themselves um, what should be the mindset today to get away from that so you're not exchanging your truth, you know, to, for membership? Critical introspection. 
and uh, and I'll mm. give everybody an exact point at which at which I would like you to start doing this. So every time you take a fucking picture that you're going to post on Instagram as a signal to others of your existence to actually step back and ask yourself if you're enjoying. Right. Right. That thing. In, instead of are they enjoying? Right. Like is is the thing that you're about to post as a signal to others that this is who you are? Are you actually enjoying yourself? Yeah, I think that's um, I think if you can do that with everything, your life will change. You know, mm -hmm. this idea of bringing it back to you. Are you enjoying, uh, uh, you know, she mentioned the photo, but are you enjoying work? Are you enjoying this meal? Are you enjoying this conversation? Are you enjoying, oh, you know, all of that? All of it. One of our coaches is feisty and brilliant. And I love everything she has to say. And she publicly posted once just like out of the blue, you know, I don't have sex if I don't want to read mm. that statement again. If you have a problem with it, come talk to me. Um, and I was like, damn, like, that's <laughs> the way to do it. You know, like, right. and, and it's just simple statements like that. Like, like like what what are what do you want i also believe that uh when we make tweaks like that mental tweaks uh shifts in, uh, in our perspective and kind of what we kind of put weight on that little it may seem little but that ripples and it ends up being a huge change i mean it literally you, you end up taking different paths and you're making different choices just because of that tweak in mindset yeah because you're centering yourself yeah yeah, and I and I, I really um, encourage you guys uh, for 2020 maybe to start there. Maybe to start with um, what does it look like uh, for me to center myself, to connect back to me, and then work outward. You know, and then all, in the areas of my life, how can I? How can that be the the main focus? Yeah, and and looking to the past, what do I want to keep, and yes. what do I want to shift? Yeah. So let's go over some of these um, these these questions that I think are great, uh, or you could call them topics. Uh, as far as looking, reviewing in the the, the past year, um, things to think about. So the obvious: what worked, what didn't work, and of course, yeah. applying that to all areas of your life: uh, home, environments, fitness, uh, career, friendships, relationships, intimate, uh, uh, spirituality, all of that. Um, what else? So what? What have been special accomplishments of the year past? Mm. What do you think for you? Um, I think for me, my special accomplishment uh, of 2019 was, um, and I don't know how much of it is me or how much is the universe, but uh, that my book made it into the airport. And for me, yeah. uh, I've had a lot of um, um, difficult relationships with myself as a writer and really uh, not believing that I am a writer, that I got lucky, all of that kind of feeling like like imposter syndrome. And then it wasn't until I uh, had the experience of seeing my book at an airport that something, you know, shifted in me where I felt a, a sense of accomplishment, like I felt like I, you know, I did something. So that was really big for me this year. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think for me, it was a little bit um, less tangible, but really hitting my stride with leadership and understanding that the way that I show up as a leader is never going to look like anybody else or anything that makes sense in anybody else's world and that that's okay. It just needs to work for me. Yeah, I love that, especially today where there are so many um, leaders 
the definition of leadership is, is always changing. And I think it's, it's important that it's going to be unique to you as an individual. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that it, and that I have proven to myself that, um, I can be very effective in yes. my own way, using my own style. And that I think similar to you of, you know, fighting with myself and, and, and really feeling like I've been pushing a boulder uphill now kind of sitting back and saying, huh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, I think getting to a point where it's okay to announce this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. For, for, for you to say, you know what, I'm really proud of this. I've reached this threshold of my existence. I'm at peace with myself as a writer. And for me to say, you know, I'm really good at this. Like I'm good at leading an organization. Um, mm -hmm. And that feels real. Yeah, we never give ourselves that, you know, because we're always if we if we do accomplish something, we're always then uh, trying to accomplish more or better. And we don't take a minute and just uh, sit in that accomplishment. And I think that's mm -hmm. really important to do. And and here's this is another really good follow up question. Um, you know, can you repeat it? Mm. Can you it, the thing that you're really proud of? Is it repeatable? Right. I love that. And then that leads uh, into what were the distractions? Yes. What were the distractions? What can be done uh, to minimize them for the new year? Yeah. And so, you know, guys, what this is, is this is basically you're looking at the past as kind of a process flow. So I think for, for both John and I, yeah, we can absolutely repeat the two things that we're very proud of writing and leadership. Um, so that gives us a choice now. Do we want to pull this into the new year? Right. And also, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? So what what got in the way? What were the distractions? Um, and, you know, my, my list of distractions is pretty long and wide. But for me, it's um, that's really where centering self-care came from, is mm -hmm. that I reached a new place in my fitness and health journey where I really started liking the way I felt. I liked the energy thresholds and I realized that what was getting in the way for me was exhaustion that was coming from not taking care of myself. Yeah. And I, I've really learned that um, uh, getting in touch with um, how you feel is so much more, uh, it's going to lead to so much more productivity than just what you need to get done. So if you focus on dropping into your body, yourself, what you need, and of course, you know, self-care is part of this, uh, then I think your productivity uh, over the long haul uh, skyrockets a lot more than just, you know, this needs to be done and, you're, and you start burning the, the candle at two ends. Oh, yeah. And it, it, for me, it was also um, a realization. So I'm, I'm 39. And that in this next stretch of 10 years, I'm going to go from 40 to 50. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, you know, I, I always had this concept of, okay, my thirties. And now I'm really starting to think critically about what I want that next stretch to look like right. for me as I age. And that's been a really profound shift in thinking. 
Yeah, what you want your next decade to look like. That's a, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big question. And of course, you can't. It's a big question. And you can't hold on to it too tightly because so much can happen in a decade. So much can oh, happen. Oh, I in a know. Year. But yeah. you know me. I have like a 25 point plan with like tabs on it. And like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like very, I, I can give you a very thorough rundown of exactly what I want to happen in the next decade. Um, and, and I'll make it happen. But, you know, so it's like, you know, but the distractions are going to be the thing that would get in the way for me. So, you know, really drilling down on discipline, getting enough sleep, getting enough good nutrition, right. getting enough exercise, um, all of that good stuff. So Noel has a 25 page plan with tabs on it. And then I have... Um one sentence written with a crayon on a napkin that's kind of who we are <laughs> it is it Plans out frame both of those things you know yeah yeah so and i want to point out and highlight some of the aspects of this um technique appreciative inquiry looking to the past it's a focus on the positive mm-hmm. you know we haven't been trashing ourselves here we've been having a really lovely conversation that feels good right and ask questions that that go back to personal stories and then ask questions that get you thinking about your preferred future. Like when I said, you know, both of our, our highlight reel is repeatable, but do we want that? You know, I I love that you used the word preferred because it doesn't feel um, like saying this needs to happen because then that is lined with desperation and pressure and fear. But when you say preferred, it kind of feels like you're saying, this is my wish for myself. You know oh yeah yeah this is this is my preference like yeah. you know I, not I, not, I like... not not that if it doesn't happen then i'm you know then i'm suddenly a piece of shit, right right i like both apples and oranges which would you prefer you know right, right, <laughs> like, right. do you want an apple or do you want an orange um yeah it's it's your preferred future and so let's 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 highlight you know also how this stuff works. So given that we've been rolling ourselves through these techniques, how do you feel right now? I feel hopeful. I feel excited. Um, I feel like uh, I talk a lot about uh, the difference between uh, a chapter and an act break. And I think for me, uh, especially with uh, having a child for the first time, it's going to be an act break, meaning yeah. you know, there are many chapters, but there are very few act breaks. And act breaks are where you um, take all your chapters and they kind of close and you kind of start with a brand new canvas. Uh, the protagonist in a story uh, when there's an act break just turns 180, you know. And so it also, uh, the, an act break pushes your story forward more so than any chapter. Yes, yes, very much so. And has your energy shifted at all from the position it was in when we started our call? Um, yeah, I think just talking about reviewing, reflecting uh, brings me more calm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also getting uh, excited about all the possibilities for uh, 2020. Me too. And I'm not going to lie, I was cranky. Yeah, you I were. was like, <laughs> I, I was straight up cranky, you know, when we hopped on and now my endocrine system is pumping. I'm Good. I'm connecting with you. I'm hearing your life. I'm getting excited about it. I'm connecting with myself and my own life. And guys, this is what coaching looks like and feels like. Like what we're doing is the coaching conversation. So if you've been thinking about this and you know you love journey, come hang out with us in the new year and learn mm-hmm. these techniques for yourself so that you can spread this goodness out in the world like John and I do. 
I love that uh, we have fun and we goof around in our uh, uh, podcast because um, that's also okay in coaching. Coaching doesn't have to be this super serious buckle down. You know, it could actually no. it could actually be a fun conversation. And that's why I really appreciate the uh, the casual over clinical. Yes, yes. I laugh with all my clients and all of our students and I cry with them. I cry at least once a class because I get yes. so moved. <laughs> um, the the, uh, the takeaway uh, for me in this episode is when Noelle said in your own way, uh, not as in get in your own way, but uh, to do things uh, in your own way. And, and that leads to connecting with, with yourself. So uh, maybe put that in your back pocket and also um, take some time to reflect on 2019, everything that happened and all the stuff that was good. Yeah. And then pick up those nuggets and carry them with you in your pockets to the future. Yes. All right, guys, be well. Ready to cut through the BS of becoming a coach? Snag John and Noelle's six-step guide to becoming a life coach at journey.co slash everything. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything. If what you've heard here today speaks to you and you want to learn a little bit more about becoming a coach, visit journey.co, J-R-N-I dot C-O. We've graduated nearly a thousand coaches and offer vibrant community, strong lifetime support, and world-class coaching education. We're fully ICF accredited and look forward to watching how you use coaching to make a bigger impact in the world around you.